Check, check. Recording. Waveforms. Check, check. Recording other waveforms. Better waveforms, bitch. What the fuck? I don't know. I'm super competitive right now. Yeah, I can tell. That near-death near experience got me all jacked up on competition. <laughs> the near-death experience of choking on my diet soda. But I've been too scared to take another sip since that happened. I'm getting super thirsty. I'm pushing it. You're going to die of thirst. <laughs> I am. All right. Enough nonsense. Welcome everyone once again to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I am the Internet's D Stu the God, you can call me Dave. And I'm the Internet's D Lewandowski, call me Donnie. That's right. I guess that's just my name. <laughs> yeah, but it's your internet alias, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. We got a lot to talk about on this show today. We're talking about Spider-Man Red Goblin. We're talking about Hit Girl in Columbia. Uh, we got a Walking Dead update. And we got to talk about that new Doom Patrol show. Yeah. So what are we doing first? An- another, yet another action-packed episode here. Insane. Yeah, there's a lot to do here. A lot to talk about. And we got some exciting news for next week, too. So that should be fun. Finally got a submission. Ooh. Somebody, Somebody's oh, requested. Man. Yeah, we'll talk about that that's, at the end. That's though. how we hold them to the end. Fuck yeah. yeah. Well oh, played, yeah. sir. I'm going to tease our teaser. There you go. Atta boy. Yeah, that's how to do it. This is, this is called podcasting here. Podcasting 101. That's right. All right, well, what do you want to talk about first? Um, let's see. Oh, okay, I got it. So I really killed that podcast breakdown, just like Hit Girl killed a bunch of people. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Well played. And it's a... Uh, going to be way easier to talk about hit girl than spider-man so let's I mean, let's start things off easy though, so you, you really could have gone either way on that one because red goblin yeah yeah but red goblin didn't really he was he was not very successful with his killing he's not as successful as hit girl yeah not not nearly as successful which is weird because carnage is supposed to be this big fucking monster but hit girl is definitely way more violent than carnage yeah she's a thousand times more badass than the red goblin that's oh, yeah, fact. that's true. What do you think of this book, then? I've never actually read any of the Kick-Ass or Hit-Girl stuff before this. I'd only seen the two movies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this this was pretty solid. Like, it was basically what I assume you love about the Punisher show and all the books <laughs> you keep having us read. Endless violence from start to finish, just nonstop killing the entire time. Yeah, they're, they're murdering people in really, really interesting and new ways. So that part was, was really good. Like, Brutal, illust- brutally illustrated uh, death scenes as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> just heads exploding. <laughs> like, like they have all these insane. Like she just keeps calling them like Russian spy tech or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, and it's like these uh, a meat vaporizer bomb that only <laughs> blows off like the living organic like body parts. So it leaves uh, like this one guy's clothing and like his upper torso, which didn't get caught in it, <laughs> but the rest of it just vaporized immediately. Its entire lower section. Yeah, like it's just insane. Just leaves his pants and shoes. <laughs> it's like these gunshots to the head, 
that just pop out people's eyeballs and shit. And when she shoots the uh, the cheetah or whatever, she shoots it straight up through the eye socket. It's fucking insane. I was surprised about the uh, cheetah head exploding. That one was like, whoa, damn. You're going you're gonna to have PETA on your ass pretty soon. I know. PETA's going to make a dumb advertisement and share it with you if, you don't, if you're not careful. <laughs> so, yeah, and actually the very first issue, the cover, was of a bloody hit girl giving the finger to the, to you, the reader, and she has a necklace that's like a lock, and it says LOL on it. You know what you're in for, right Right in the way, or right at the beginning here, right after the first fucking thing you see on the cover. Yeah. Basically, the story, she's uh, trying to find a new kick-ass. So I assume, like, the actual kick-ass retired is, I guess, where the kick-ass series left off, and this is just a spinoff of that, starring mm-hmm. Hit Girl now. She's just going on a mission, trying to find her new... So I love that she keeps calling Kick-Ass her sidekick, which is perfect. Because <laughs> yeah. like in the movies, and the Kick-Ass comic, he's under the impression that like she's his sidekick. Right. But yeah, this makes it exactly right, because he definitely is the sidekick. It's true. She's training a new one, though. And apparently her training uh, is just go for the dick immediately. I love that teaching. Yeah. I've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. Face dick punch, man. You can't beat it. Well, that she's teaching him. <laughs> Enemy's testicles are your biggest uh, friend when you're fighting. Yeah, that was her main thing, I think. It's just punch him in the dick. That's all you got to do. And yeah, I agree. But yeah, that new kick-ass, he's like not into it and he like goes away. So she needs to find a new kick-ass or a new violent sidekick. So she recruits or well, kind of blackmails this mono dude into doing it, which is like this Colombian murderer he killed like hundreds of people he was about to uh get sentenced to death and she comes in murders all the police and then busts him out and then says like hey what what did she say at first she was like hey do this or what uh all the notes i took were just of all the uh spanish that they used mano was from the gang called peros de aguera which is dogs of war he got sentenced to 12 life sentences because he had killed over 100 people in his like 22 year life yeah, she 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 implanted a bomb onto his arm. Another thing that they got oh, okay. from the Russians. That's what it and, was. And uh, she brought down like another member of his gang just to show as an example of how like effective it was. Yeah, just to like terrify him into like working for her. So she was using him to take out everyone that was on her hit list. Um. So, yeah, he agrees. He's like, okay, I don't want my head to explode. You know, she goes around. They're killing all of his enemies at first. And th- I like Mono. I think they're a good team together. I, I-, I kind of enjoyed their hijinks in the beginning. Them just like having a good time, just murdering the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, they they bonded very early on yeah. over how easily they could kill with all these amazing guns. Like they had a gun that shot around corners magically. Yeah, I didn't really understand I how that one he, worked. He really enjoyed that one, though. Yeah, that was a weird one. So they're going around killing people. And you mentioned the cheetah that got its head blown off. And this is also the part where the where the cocaine came in because they had coked up zoo animals. So yeah, we we called it that they would have coke in this book. So yeah, so they're in this one guy's uh, base, and he has basically a zoo, but it's all these animals running around on coke, trying to kill them <laughs> and fight them on behalf of the guy, which is amazing. Yeah, that's a good use of zoo animals. Fuck yeah, it is. 
This guy, though, he was a part of the gang called the Los Pelusos, which is the Fuzz. So I don't know if that means, like, he's a cop or he's working for the cops, but... Huh. Well, maybe he means, like, fur because of the animals. Maybe. Cheetahs are fuzzy? Yeah. Bunnies and cheetahs. Did he have rabbits? I didn't see any rabbits. It was all, like, big, carnivorous monster animals. She mentioned a line. I didn't see the line in the book, but yeah. he also had alligators. He had like a bear. Uh-huh. I can't remember everything else, but yeah. Was there an elephant? Could have been. Yeah. Who knows? Know. He, has, he has a bunch of stupid animals that people the don't. Badass cocaine well, Indian. That's what I mean, animals. yeah. By stupid, I mean not pet animals. So he didn't have cats or dogs, yeah, yeah. but he had lots no. of other stuff. No ferrets. No, nothing like that. No hamsters, nothing. Goldfish. <laughs> well, the goldfish probably wouldn't be attacking, would they? Maybe he does. Sharks. He he must have sharks. He must have those. I would assume he has yeah. sharks if he's got like alligators and shit. There's an aquarium somewhere that he's Has to using. Mm-hmm. Probably got a gorgeous koi pond out in the backyard too, but we didn't see the koi attack, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe maybe in the next volume we'll see koi attacking. That's, yeah, that's up in Canada. That's where uh, koi pond attack or koi pond fish attacks are most frequent. Yeah, it's a thing you got to watch out for. Okay, so then after he kills all of his enemies, Hit Girl is like, "Okay, so now we got to kill all of your friends. So this will be the hard part. So he has to kill like other people in his gang, uh, including his like father figure, boss leader, which he doesn't like El doing padre. it. He, yeah, El Padre, which means the father. The father. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Did you, like, translate all these? Were you on Google Translate the whole time reading this? Some of them I knew, but... Yeah, I knew I knew a couple of them, like that one. The other, there is another one I did translate. It's inexplicable over <laughs> de violencia. I, I knew it violencia. Yeah, violence. It's unexplained wave of violence. Oh, okay. I knew Ola because of the movie Airborne from the early 90s starring Jack Black, Seth Green. Oh, yeah? Alana Eubank and a ton of Jacob Borges. It takes place in Cincinnati, Ohio. A oh. surfer dude named Mitch from California, he moves in with his cousin, who is Seth Green's character, and he's like the new kid in school, and he keeps getting picked on by everyone else. And then they find out he's this killer, gnarly rollerblader, and they use him to join their public school, like, shitty friend crew, and they have to challenge the, like, stars of the prep school in an ultimate downhill rollerblading race of death. It's the greatest fucking movie Damn. in the history of cinema. That sounds awesome. And he called, He has a dream where he keeps referring to himself as seeing a shark in his dream, which is like a metaphor for this dude who's like the main rival. He keeps saying, the Ola es mio, the wave is mine. And like the main girl in the movie ended up being the wife of Pete Sampras. So, you know, tennis reference getting thrown in here. Wow. There you go. Sports. Hashtag sports. Greatest movie ever. Everyone watch Airborne. Cannot recommend it highly enough. All right, airborne. Also, it'll teach you the Spanish word for wave. So, yeah. If nothing else, reason. if nothing else, you'll learn that. So, check out that movie then. Okay, and then we find out that Hit Girl is working with some lady named Mrs. Gallo. What's Gallo mean? Does it have a meaning? The last name. Okay. Her son was killed by this mono dude, which is why they are fucking with him. Apparently. And Mono has a little brother named Jorge, which means George in English. 
and they are threatening like hey if you don't do this we're we're going to kill Jorge which i don't think they were you know it didn't seem like they wanted to kill any children cuz he's like young and they're about to have Jorge start murdering people for the gang and everything so there's a whole thing with what that was plan b what was plan b plan b was if uh, he turned on hit girl at any time they would just go and kill his little brother oh okay do you think they really would though i don't know if they really would well, no, she had the chance, but she couldn't do it because she's a good person. And that's why Hickroll was like, all right, you passed the test here. You can adopt this shitty kid. Oh, okay. I see. So, yeah, that's pretty much what happens is uh, everyone dies. And then Mono, how did he get killed? Now, now I'm forgetting. So at the very end, like the, the guys, some of El Padre's guys have Jorge uh, captive. They're like, hey, we'll trade you your life for your brothers. Oh, that's so what it was, end, yeah. Hit girl just drops him off, like tied up to the uh, guys holding his brother. Yeah. And they all have a shootout when Hit girl shows up and they all kill him. Yeah, right. I remember now. So, yeah, it ends with Jorge going with Miss, uh, Mrs. Gallo. And I wonder if there's a Mr. Gallo. I feel like there must be, but he's not mentioned. There, there wasn't in the story. Yeah. I thought it was weird to have her Mrs. in there. But yeah, she adopts Jorge and they go and work at some diner or something. That was like her son's dream life was like them living <laughs> somewhere at a in water and Colombia and buying a diner. <laughs> so at the very end, like she goes to live this new life with this adopted gangbanger son. Yeah. I, I mean, it's something, I guess. So she randomly makes a stop at the comic book shop on Wednesday to pick up her, her new issue re-ups. Oh, that's they right. do shout out Scott Snyder and uh, Greg Capullo she's talking about their run on Batman and how great it was. Mm-hmm. So Greg Capullo, he was actually a Pessler. He's done work. They, both of these guys worked on our the favorite episode of the shows, Dark Knight's Metal. Ah, but uh, Greg Capullo also was a Pessler for Iced Earths, uh, a couple of different Iced Earths albums. Oh, okay, really? That's cool. So yeah, he's super metal. Yeah, I like that. They're the heavy metal of Dark Knight's Metal. They're the <laughs> Dark Knight's Metal of heavy metal. Yeah, that's true. I don't really listen to Iced Earth, but I like the name. Me either. Yeah. Yeah, Hit Girl buys her comics, just like uh, Mark in uh, Incredible, Invincible. That's what it is. Meta. Very meta. Always buy your comics. Kick-Ass also bought comics? Yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. He did. All right, so then uh, last thing we see is Hit Girl spinning a globe and then just pointing her finger at a random place, and it's Canada. So she's going to go to Canada in the next volume. That does happen, because volume two is called In Canada. Yeah, pretty creative title. Very. It's like this one, In Colombia. <laughs> so would you recommend this book? Yeah, if, you're, if you enjoy The Punisher, this is like the seven-year-old female version of The Punisher, only way cooler. Way more cursing, none of that bullshit Marvel censorship shit. And also, the only other thing that kept throwing me off was they kept saying Jesus and Jesus Christ a bunch. Every uh-huh. time they did, because it's they, because they keep using Spanish, I kept thinking they were just saying Jesus, like that was a member of the gang. Oh, I was like, oh shit, damn it, you could trick me again. Jesus Christ is a member of the gang. Yeah, Jesus is like Spanish Jesse, Jesus. No, yeah, I know that, but I think the last name, the Christ. Probably gives it away, doesn't it? Ero Cristo. <laughs> well, no, 
I think only one time they did actually say Jesus Christ, but every other time they just kept saying Jesus, and that kept throwing me. Oh, okay. I see. They're like, hey, Zeus, and there's another guy like, yeah? Yeah, see? Okay, I, I see okay. where you're coming from. Okay. Good Spanish. I didn't know you were so bilingual. Fuck okay, yeah, dude. I'm nailing it. Yeah. This episode is only available in Espanol. <laughs> you know, translate the entire episode. You speak Spanish like Peggy Hill. <laughs> I mean, I didn't take two years of Spanish one because I passed the both years. Wow. Oh, shit. Whoops. Yeah, anyway, this book is fine. It's a short read. I think it's worth it if you're a fan of violence or a fan of kick-ass. Yeah, if you like The Punisher, ignore that bullshit because it's garbage and just read this because it's garbage but way less shitty. Like, you can actually read swear words, which always automatically trumps the shitty Marvel like exclamation point ampersand bullshit yeah. versions of first words yeah we'll see that in spider-man here next oh yeah i can't <laughs> wait There's um, a transition well yeah i'll play that but we gotta read some reviews first oh yeah read some fucking reviews you cuck all right so a couple of reviews here this one is two stars and the title is why did they change artists? Good story, terrible artwork. I have no idea how this artist even got hired. So I guess this guy wasn't I mean, a big this fan was of the an art. All new series, though. So what do you mean changed artist? I I don't know. I this guess from Kickass. So maybe the writer was the same person, but it's just a new artist from the previous Kickass series. Then I'm guessing that's what he means. Because this is a debut issue, so it's not like they changed in the middle of issue one. Yeah, but it is a spinoff from Kick-Ass, so he he must be meaning that. Okay. Yeah. He's not a big fan. Uh, there was actually a couple of things like that, like, oh, the artist was changed. Like, oh, that's that kind of sucks. So people didn't really like the art. Hmm. I thought it was I thought it was cool. It was, like, very cartoonish, and, like, I didn't hate it. It was. Yeah, it was very, very cartoony, but, I mean, this is a story where a seven-year-old girl is a master assassin. Yeah taking out waves of gang members, so, I mean, and shooting coked out, like, boars and shit, so, I had no problem with it, really. I I didn't either, I thought it was funny. It it fit the story, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I have one more review, also two stars, and that's also the title. It goes, I don't like how the cover is creased and slightly torn, other than that, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That was a good one. He doesn't like how the cover is creased. Uh, that was that was the best I was, review. I, I always said that when I get my books, you've got to crease them though. Yeah, That's I don't like it. Point to him, it is. All right. Anyway, speaking of violence, Carnage is also portrayed as a very violent character. So this one is Spider-Man, Red Goblin, the Amazing Spider-Man. Sorry, Amazing Spider-Man. Red Got to remember how amazing he is. Yeah. So, what do you think of this one, then? Trash. Really? Why? <laughs> oh, God. So, all right. So, anytime you incorporate, like, a shitty little kid and make him, like, a a villain, I'm going to oh. hate it immediately because it's just fucking so dumb. Like, you yeah. can't... You're not going to kill a kid <laughs> in, like, a major comic book series, so the second you turn him into a bad guy character... 
You're just wasting my time. Fuck you. Yeah, that part was pretty stupid. But they did call that one the Goblin Childy with an E. Goblin Child, like spelled like a, a like the original death metal child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I like that they put the E on that. Yeah. I say you know he's bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, Norman Osborn hires some dudes to steal Carnage, and they bring Carnage to him. Carnage uh, bonds with Norman and destroy the nanites inside of him that were preventing him from becoming the Green Goblin somehow. And so now he can become the Green Goblin, and he has Carnage, and he convinced Carnage to let him take control because the way he murders people feels really good to Carnage or something like that. So that's basically what the premise is of the book. Yeah. So this one came out in like 2018 at the end of it. Yeah. But at that point in time, they were already doing that single solo Carnage book. So where is Cletus Cassidy that they somehow have the Carnage symbiote now to just give to Norman Osborn? That part confused me. I don't know. Maybe something happened at the end of that Carnage book. Unless it's still going on. I, I really don't know. Hmm. Yeah, so Green Goblin plus Carnage equals Red Goblin which kind of just looks like a, a devil guy. Oh, no, no. So he looks like Kanga, and then when he gets Normie Jr. as uh, his sidekick, <laughs> the Goblin Child, it looks like Kanga and Rue from Winnie the Pooh, only like super evil, extra fucking lame versions of them. Yeah, with a cool that was devil my note, tail. And I'm super proud of that name. <laughs> yeah, like that tail. What the fuck is up with that goddamn like marsupial tail that he has? I, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the design of Red Goblin. I think it should have been much cooler than what it turned out to be. Yeah, because with with the symbiote over top of the goblin mask, man, he looks just like a kangaroo. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's pretty. That's true. I think it's a cool idea, though. I, why? Why not? But then it just tur- it just looks stupid. It's disappointing. Yeah. Oh, and then all right. So immediately, first thing here. So Mockingbird and uh, Spider-Man had apparently broken up, and uh, Mockingbird is like going on to that first mission with him, and she's talking about how she somehow has energy wings now. I, Mockingbird has never flown before, but somehow she has like some sort of technology or something that gives her like wing powers, which <laughs> was so fucking dumb. Why? Yeah, there there was a lot of things in this book. Uh, the other thing was Loki is a sorcerer supreme now. I don't yeah, know. I don't know when and that happened. Of that, yeah. yeah, well, they they did they did uh, reference the issue of Doctor Strange where that happened. So you can at least go back and read that issue if you wanted to figure that story out. Yeah, this book had a ton of asterisks about like, hey, go to this fucking book, go to that fucking book. Well, I mean, this was issue like seven hundred ninety four, whatever, of an eight hundred and three issue stretch that Dan Stotts had done. So, I mean, there's going to be a fucking ton of, like, oh yeah, shitty old reference points from previous issues, I guess, so. Yeah, there was yeah, a I ton. didn't really notice it that much after, like, once once the Red, off, Red Goblin actually picked up. I didn't really notice so many more. It was just, like, those first two or three issues. Yeah, a lot going on. Who else showed up in this book? Anti-Venom uh, as Flash Thompson. No, no. That's Agent Venom, who is now somehow in possession of the agent of Anti-Venom. So he's now called Agent Anti-Venom. Oh, fuck. Fuck you. Why? 
he, he was a guardian. He was the I one that was like, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, and so apparently now he's just hanging out in Philadelphia as Agent Anti Venom. Okay, and well. then so when he was going to see Loki, he was making some. Spider Man was like uh, webbing his way over to the Doctor Strange house, the Sanctum Santorum, and he's all bundled up in winter clothing, even though he's wearing his costume, which I don't think he's. I don't think that's a thing that they normally have to do in winter. I thought their costumes were like heated so they could stay warm in the cold. I, I noticed that too. And I, I thought about it and I feel like maybe he had to downgrade his suit because he's a broke ass motherfucker now. Oh, maybe I, that's, that's kind of how I wrote it off. Cause I was like, well, when this has never been a big but, deal, you never had to wear a coat, but he, he's, he's making like Harry Potter and game of Thrones references. So he can still afford like premium cable channels. Even though he's like broke now, Parker Industries went bankrupt. <laughs> but wouldn't he have just? Maybe he saw those before. Maybe he read the books because he's yeah. a smart dude. Maybe he borrowed them. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. Maybe he just okay. was using Mockingbird's subscription or her Netflix yeah, subscription. There you go. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Well, whatever it is, he's he's still or signed HBO into go it. Account. Yeah, there you go. He's still signed into it on his iPad or something or on his phone, so he can still watch it. But uh, all right, so yeah, you had asked about all the other random cameos. Yeah, so that's what I was looking for. There's this new guy who I've never heard of called Clash Clayton Cole, and I have to say he has the coolest looking Spider Family Spider Suit ever. Like that dude's suit is awesome. I like it. Yeah, he has these sound powers, so it, he's good for yeah. He, his, his suit is kind of like a black and white, sort of similar to all the Anti Venom and Agent Anti Venom. Yeah, but it, instead of like a Spider webs, it's kind of like sound waves going yeah, across it. Exactly. It looks cool as hell. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of that design. Speaking of Venoms, Venom was in there too. Yeah, Venom shows up at the end. Uh, Eddie, Brock, Eddie Brock was uh, going under the alias Mr. Sim at his uh, yeah, fact sheet job. Yeah, fucking stupid. Yeah, what the fuck? Pick a better name than that. What's the matter with you? J. Just J. go with Jameson Smith. calls him out on his lameness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson being back in this, like, on Spider-Man's side was kind of interesting. I didn't know he was, was like, the guy in the chair. I don't remember remember him and uh, Aunt May getting divorced. I thought they were married, and that's when he found out. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened with that one, but Spider-Man was kind of being a real dick to him, though. Well, I mean, he was like, hey, I I spilled the secret and reminded Norman Osborn who you actually are. Yeah. You and all your loved ones are in big trouble. Yeah, but it was like an I guess, accident. I, I guess like... he has reason to be kind of angry about that, but the way Jonah was going on and on about it, I thought he was going to try to right the wrong by like going in himself, Yeah, trying to fight him. Luckily, he just called for backup and called Venom. Well, no, he does go in there with Doc the uh, well, he, spider yeah, armor. He goes to shoot him and finish him off. Oh yeah, that stupid thing. And uh, Aunt May says, what on earth is going on here? Which is also, I said that too, when he busted in with the fucking, on his face on a TV on a robot. That's pretty yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he kind of looked like uh, Baron Zemo or uh, Modok, basically. Yeah. Spider-Man comes in, the Spider-Slayer is defeated, and you still see Jameson's head on the TV, and he's just like, Spider-Man, I'm sorry that this happened. He just, like, stomps the TV. He was, like, really being a dick about it. Jameson's trying, trying, his, trying to help. He saved Aunt May, I think, in that moment. Uh, yeah, I guess, kind of. Bought, bought some time, at least. Did he call in Doc Ock? Is that how Doc Ock got there? 
I Doc Ock just showed up and he's like, oh yeah, I care about Aunt May. I don't know if anyone called him. I think okay. maybe somehow he just knew. So maybe he just implanted something so that he knows when she's in danger. Maybe. It's like when he was Superior Spider-Man, he did get along great with Aunt May. And yeah. also that uh, short doctor who they show at the very beginning for a second, the uh, dwarf character who moved out to San Fran. Yeah. Like he was dating her. Oh, oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, because I think we did kind of, we read that Doc Ock Returns issue where he got the new suit and everything, and I think they were, I don't remember if, like, that was what brought down Parker Industries, and I don't remember if Jonah and Aunt May were still together or not in that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, that was where I found out he was dating Mockingbird. Um, Yeah, but like I was saying at the intro of this, like, basically any character who has ever been in a Spider-Man book makes a uh, cameo in this one. He mm-hmm. got his best friend Human Torch is also in there. Silk, Miles Morales, uh, Venom, Flash, Black Flash dude. All of them team up because Spider-Man gets his leg busted the first fight he has with the Red Goblin. So all of them go to try and save like all of Parker's uh, loved ones. Yeah. Well, Red Goblin was like, give up being Spider-Man or I'll murder everyone you love. And I think they're jumping in to help with that one. So he's like, I'll get other people that are Spider-Man. I, I love that. Uh, in the tradition of just comic books being comic books, like you have the first two uh, good guys that find him mm-hmm. are the Human Torch and Flash, who have the ideal <laughs> two power sets to stop a symbiote. Human Torch just makes fire, and Clash shoots sonic sound waves and shit, and then he's like, oh yeah, by the way, because I mixed this goblin serum, and because it's a comic book... I have all the power, but none of the uh, weaknesses, so fuck yeah, you. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Of course it does. It's comic books. <laughs> That's how you write a comic book story, Donnie. Uh, yeah. You forget all the other weaknesses when you bring back the character the second time around and make them even stronger. Right. I guess that's true. Just like, oh yeah, here's the people with the who Venom can't even touch. <laughs> and now, oh, nope, never mind. He's, they're fucking invincible. Yep. No issue whatsoever. I know. That part was pretty ridiculous. I like that they all show up in the same little mall to have a, a fight with uh, Red Goblin, like all those heroes that were listed off. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, Agent Anti-Venom shows up and he's healing everyone, or he's trying to, but he gets knocked out while he's trying to heal Miles. And then his mask just gets retracted into his symbiote for some reason. Like, that's the shittiest secret identity protection of all fucking time. You get knocked <laughs> to the ground and your mask just, like, crawls away. Like, what the fuck? How lame is that? That is stupid <laughs> as hell. Yeah, it is pretty stupid. Because like, it wasn't like he was a, a, a known hero. Like, Harry Osborn was like, oh, so this is your real identity. I remember you. I should mm-hmm. kill you now. But uh, I have to go and kill my son first, so maybe yeah. later. Oh, that would be Norman Osborn, I think. Not Harry. Oh, yeah. 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 He's going, no, he was going after Harry and uh, Normie. Well, yeah, this is yeah. Before he got this song. Right. What else here? What did I hold on? Fuck, man. Too many notes on this book. Oh, uh, going back a little bit before the Red Goblin started really fucking shit up, there was a Goblin squad. Yeah, that, that's that's a thing. I, I've seen them really? throughout like various Spider-Mans. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's the it's not the Hobgoblin, the actual Hobgoblin. Yeah, I, I don't think, think he's so. dead now in this storyline. The Goblin King kind of took over for him, and that's why he dresses exactly like the goblin or hobgoblin yeah but he turns out to be uh ben ulrich's uh nephew oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. From, like the he's from the daredevil tv show he's in that I, yeah i remember him yeah the goblins squatted up 
like a Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, that's how you do it. Okay, so that was another cameo we missed here is Goblin King. Oh, the Goblin King cuts off a guard's arm, which I thought that was pretty metal for a Marvel book. Yeah, that was pretty badass. But then, of course, Flash Thompson just immediately like touches him and like, yeah, his heals arm. it instantly. Yeah, of course. So Anti-Venom is just like a healing thing then. Yeah. That's all it is. Then we even got the black suit Spider-Man as well. He made a cameo. Got a back in black storyline. He even, he even grew the Venom mouth for a couple panels there when he got pissed off. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he was talking about like eating brains and stuff. And then Anti-Venom's like, no, don't do that. You have to keep control. And he's, he's like, like oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm cool. Yeah. Okay. So Flash Thompson says at one point, suck it, loser. I thought that was funny. Who did you say that to? I think he said it to uh, Norman. Oh, man. Yeah, suck it. It's gonna piss him off. Let's see. Oh, in the final showdown, Peter's saying, like, to the Red Goblin, like, hey, everyone's gonna think that Carnage did this and not the Green Goblin, which causes Norman to get rid of the uh, Red Goblin suit, get rid of Carnage, and then Spider-Man gets rid of his black suit, and they just go, like, fist fighting, just as Green Goblin and Spider-Man. I, I like that part. Got a big showdown at the end. Uh, but the I wrote that the power of friendship wins the day again, because Spider-Man's like, no, my friends give me power. You don't have the friends. So I, I, hate, I hate it when power of friendship is the thing that wins the day. No way. It's the ultimate weapon against evil. I guess so. I, I also had a note in here that says, J. Jonah Jameson, Redemption 2. So he's trying to like redeem himself by shooting the goblin with a gun, but Peter takes the bullet to save the goblin. Or Norman Osborn yeah, that, at that this part point. that pissed me off. Yeah, it's like, c- come on, the guy is just like constantly causing problems, just fuck it. How many, how many, he's been doing this for like 60 years. Killed, he killed Gwen Stacy for fuck's sake. Yeah, he's trying to kill everyone else. Like, you, you gotta put him down, I think, at this point. Yeah, it's like that old Batman, the Joker argument where everyone in the Bat family tries to talk him into finally just like snapping him and ending him because he causes more pain than he's worth. Yeah. Fuck these good guys, man. They're all weak as shit. There's I know. No redemption at a certain point. Just kill. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. He, he's had every chance in the world. It's, he's, not, he's obviously not going to change. Like you said... Spider-Man or Batman back to Hitler and they're going to be like, no, I can talk him out of this. We'll manage it. It won't be that many Jews that die. It's okay, guys. There's some good in him. I'll get it. I'll find it. It'll, we'll knock it down to like a half a thousand. It's okay. It's not that many. Don't kill like, Hitler. No, fuck you. Kill him. He's evil. <laughs> you stupid yeah. son of a bitch. Just kill him. Be done with it. Nah. You can always bring him back from the dead later. There's always yeah, some sort of stupid... Yeah, that will be twice as evil, and his what would have killed him the first time isn't going to kill him now. So Human Torch is going to be irrelevant. Yeah. Every time. It always happens. <laughs> they never learn. No, they really don't. I am, I'm, I'm getting really tired of like the good guys always being the dumbest motherfuckers ever, even though every uh, like build-up of the character bio always talks about how brilliant they fucking are. They aren't. Not a single one of these guys is smart at all, period. If they were smart enough, they would kill the bad guy instantly, knowing what evil they're going to create and, like, get away with in the future issues. 
Yeah, they have book smarts, I think, is what they're trying to say. I don't know if they have those which, street which smarts. Which makes them, like, hero dumb as shit. Yeah. Basically. The Punisher has street smarts. He'll murder the shit out of everyone he sees. That's true. Yeah. Hit yeah. girl has street smarts. Yeah, she does. Oh, in the very last issue, they switched artists, I think. I think they were doing, like, throwback to the old school Spider-Man. So it's basically, like, showing the origin story of Spider-Man again from the perspective of somebody that he saved. And at one point they show, or maybe it was before that, at Flash Thompson's funeral, they showed J. Jonah Jameson, and he has his Hitler mustache again. So I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> why, did they, why did they give him back the Hitler mustache? Why would he shave it like that? Why would he shave it like that in 2019? <laughs> hey, no, Hitler got it from him, that's why. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sure. He's like, no, it's Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. It's not Hitler. It's the Michael Jordan. It's the Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Okay, so then, yeah, that's pretty much how it ends then. Do you, do you have any other notes about this one? At the very end, they do kind of hint at a Superior Spider-Man spinoff or something. Oh, yeah. Because remember, like, Superior Spider-Man was somehow, like, changing body forms? Yeah. And he's the guy in San Francisco who hired all the doctors and hired, was hiring Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it ever came to anything of that, or if it are still planning on it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of interested in that Superior Spider-Man series. I, I think maybe we should read that sometime in the future. I want to see Doc Ock fucking around in Peter Parker's body. That'd be that sounds interesting to me. Uh, would you recommend this book? Uh, I, I guess. If you've ever seen a single episode of like the Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s or heard about or read about a single issue of Spider-Man in the past and you want to get every single character you may have sort of liked from there in one issue, just read yeah. this last collection here. They all show up. Yeah, that's true. There's, a, there's cameos from pretty much all the bad guys in there. Just at one point or another, there's a panel with probably the dude you're looking for, except Scorpion. There was no Scorpion cameo. Uh, I looked for it. Yeah, yeah, but well, most of the other he ones. He did put on that. Well, when he was controlling, when Jonah was controlling that, uh, what the fuck was that thing? The Spider Guard, Spider thing? Slayer, Spider Slayer. When he was controlling that, I thought he was wearing a scorpion head headpiece or a mask. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." Yeah, it did look like the one Scorpion used to wear. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Oh fuck, that would be great if he like puts on a scorpion suit and starts going like, and fucking things up. I was like, what is he doing? This isn't a redemption story. Is he going to turn into a villain now? Uh, I would love it if he, if he became a scorpion. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck, I want to read that spinoff. Let's see J. Jonah Jameson as scorpion fighting crime and doing an Alex Jones podcast. Yeah. That'd be great. Hitler stashing it all. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I love J. Jonah Jameson. I also had one more thing I forgot here. The way that... Norman Osborn is talking the way they wrote that character. I, I could hear the Willem Dafoe. It came out in the writing. I thought that was the best part too. Like every time he's talking shit about things, it's I'm, I'm hearing Willem Dafoe. So that part I liked. I just kept picturing the uh, Jonah from the video game, or, or not the Jonah, the uh, uh, Osborn from the video game. I mean, oh really? Uh, I hate that Osborn. It's not Willem Dafoe. When it hey, should not be. Every, not every Osborne can be William Dafoe. 
but it should be. Every Osborne should, should be. be a Willem Dafoe. Yeah, true. Shout out to Willem Dafoe. Come on the podcast. Yeah. Our <laughs> special guest over next week, Willem yeah. Dafoe. Yeah. What about that time you played Norman Osborne? I'll just get like a Willem Dafoe soundboard. Just like <laughs> ask it questions. Oh, do that. What should I do next, Willem Dafoe? Avenge me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just well, set yes. myself up. Uh, I'm sure there's there's got to be Willem Dafoe soundboards online somewhere. I I wanted to I want to recommend this book, but I don't know. It's kind of like I it's okay, but the Red Goblin is just very disappointing um, in his design. Yeah. It, there's something missing from that that I think was pretty not great. But I liked it otherwise. If it was just the Green Goblin fucking around and doing the same shit, I would be more into it. But the stupid devil costume. Are you ready for some reviews? Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! This first one is three stars, and the title is Okay, Fitting End to Slots Run on Spider Man. I would say this book was at least as good as Venom Inc. I was a little disappointed, only because I didn't think that it lived up to the high bar set by Superior Spider-Man or Big Time. I think you're supposed to read Spider-Man Worldwide first, but I'm not sure. So, I'm wondering what this Venom Inc. thing is. That's probably stupid and fun. It sounds like it's sort of like a, a Batman Inc. thing, where it's like all the Venom symbiotes get together to start like patrolling the city as a good guy unit oh. or something. Okay. I don't I have no idea if that's what it actually is, but that's just what I picture in my mind. That would be cool. That could be that could be where uh Agent Venom returns from the Guardians. Yeah. And maybe he leads it it's something with him and how he becomes anti Venom. Well I'll, I don't know. We should look into that one then at some point too. Yeah. Uh one more review here was four stars and the review is called Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That that title's pretty stupid. A continuation of the Spider Man lore. Losses and gains, enjoyable. And that was it. Was it was it just called well or was it called well dot dot dot? No, just well with no punctuation. Oh fuck. Damn it. <laughs> Never mind. He would have won me over so bad if he was just like, well. Yeah, it would be better. There's some dots. You've got to punctuate that a little bit. I mean, if you're a fan of Agent Venom or Flash Thompson or Agent Anti-Venom, mm-hmm. I think he has like a thousand more lines of dialogue and panels about him in this one seven issue collection than he had in his entire like two and a half year stretch on the guardians. So if you're a fan of him, definitely you should read this book. Yeah. Agent anti venom fans <laughs> will flock to this book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the most popular if, if that's a thing, symbiote. If that's such a thing. Yeah. God, how high is he anti venom now? I don't know. Oh, well. So, that's Spider-Man, Red Goblin. So, I guess we're ready to move on here. Peter Parker mentioned eating brains, and that is also what zombies do. Oh, shit. Especially when they're infected with a Venom symbiote. Oh, yeah, definitely. The zombie symbiote. Which happened in this issue? Or this episode? Yeah, the Venom came down and started taking over. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. So, and back in. I also made a drop for this segment, finally. Finally. Fuck yes. This is what we've all been waiting for. Every fan of the drafts had Black Tongue Spot. This is 
The Walking Dead Update. <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead Update. Yeah. <laughs> the Walking Dead Update. That was worth. That was worth the wait. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so hyped for it right now. Yeah, good. I'm more hyped for this update than I have been for any other update, even the one where Rick died. That's all because of that track. Yeah, this is what the the drops do for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this one starts with Jesus in a flashback. <laughs> so, Wait, but we just killed him off last episode. Now we're like doing flashback episodes of his story. Yeah. It, no, it's just not his story. Oh, cool. It's just him talking to the the kingdom people ezekiel that's his name for some reason and he's like oh, oh hey the king's still around the king's still around yeah without without tony the tiger but still yeah, around no. <laughs> looks like tony the tiger in that show i remember that um anyway he's great yeah <laughs> oh nailed it jesus hands ezekiel a constitution that michonne had drawn up but uh, I, I guess she gave up on it. I, I don't know what she's doing with the Constitution. But there's like a place for everyone to sign, like, oh, Article 1, this is the rules and everything. So they're like creating a government, which is dumb. You should just, you know, fuck, fuck government. So he's trying to like, holding on to this idea of a Constitution or whatever. And that's kind of, that comes into play later. There was a line in here when the Whispers, we're going back to their story now. The Whispers are standing outside and someone comes to tell, I think, uh, someone tells, Daryl or something, the ones that killed Jesus, they're here. How does he know which specific whispers did it? Well, I think they're just saying the whispers did it, but uh, if well, you, if you, like in general, that horde of men, this uh, zombie horde is here. Yeah, the dudes wearing uh, zombie suits are here, is what they're saying. Oh, yeah. okay. But that could also be taken out of context and talking about like Jews or something. um so that's why i just wrote that out of context i forget who said it okay and then so they're talking to the whispers and alpha says which one of you leads these people and daryl says what's it matter (laughs) so i like that part and this episode is mostly just following around the kingdom people trying to get a a bulb for a movie projector because they want to watch a movie during a fair that they're having. Oh shit, they're doing the fair? They're doing the fair. Oh man, Zeke, it was nice knowing you, buddy. Oh, does he die during the fair? What what happened to him in the comics? I forgot. Oh, never mind, you don't remember? No, tell me. Okay, so during the fair, a bunch of the whispers infiltrate like all the different uh well it all takes the fair takes place in Alexandria, so they infiltrate a bunch of people in Alexandria. And then when uh, Rick, Michonne, like all the strong fighters, they go off to kind of like check in on Beta. Mm-hmm. And while that is happening, all the Whispers that are in Alexandria, they kill like a bunch of the main side characters. Like uh, Pregnant Rosita dies, King Ezekiel dies, uh, a bunch of the other ones who I forget about, but they pike all their heads oh, the back yeah. from their territory to Alexandria, so they all have to see them. Oh, that's right. I remember now. Okay. This is back when Michonne is banging the king. Yeah. So she gets all heartbroken about it. Uh, Eugene went with him, too, because he was in love with uh, Rosita. Yeah. I think Sadiq actually died, too, in that. I can't remember. Maybe. But yeah, okay, I remember the head on the pikes now. 
Oh, and, and uh, the the uh, Aaron or uh, it's either Aaron or the other his original boyfriend, Eric. Yeah, whichever uh, one Aaron. Still alive. Aaron. He was also one of the ones that died in that. I think. Oh shit! Okay. Who knows what's gonna happen? We're we're running out of characters here. Carl two, Jesus two. Yeah, the the deaf Eric four, the deaf girl. It's okay. Uh, yeah, they're trying to get a projector bulb to you know show movies and shit, but you know it's filled with zombies and whatever. So they're dealing with all that. And uh, Ezekiel also takes walkers. a see how you have walkers. Ezekiel also takes a uh, like a movie poster frame to frame the Constitution. So the, there's also that part at the end. Back to Alpha and the Whispers here. They are like, hey, give us back Lydia. And we have two of your people. So that's where the fat dude, the fat comedian, what's his name again? Oh, man. Dan Fogler? Yeah, that's the one. So they, they have him and some other guy who I forgot who he, who he was. I didn't recognize him. And they're like, okay, we're going to kill these guys if you don't, you know, give them back. And they're like, oh, you know, we can't do that. They're going back and forth. Carl, too, is trying to hide. Lydia, who eventually, you know, ends up going back. But while they're waiting, the whispers have a, uh, there's a whisperer holding a baby and the baby starts crying. And then Alpha just kind of like shrugs at her. And then she just like, cause there's like a zombie horde coming nearby and the baby's crying is like attracting them. So this lady has to like put down her baby and like walk away. <laughs> so the, and just let the zombies have it where that's where the deaf girl comes in. Who's like hiding in the corn, uh, nearby. And she like runs out of the corn and gets the baby, runs back in. And, you know, so she's in this corn, so she can't really see and she can't hear. So there's all these zombies around them until suddenly Daryl comes in and saves her. And uh, I guess they just have a, another baby now. They, they take the baby into Alexandria. How did one of the uh, whispers get pregnant? I thought it's one of their like tribe rules that there's no sex. Oh, really? Was it? Oh, okay. Not in thought. not in this one. Alpha's like they don't want to procreate. Well, Alpha was just saying, you know, we're we're animals. Animals have babies. That's what they do. So some babies don't survive, is what she was saying. And what else here? Okay, so then Lydia's like, oh, I'll go back and with Alpha, and then they they make the trade, so they get their people back. Uh, Alpha gets Lydia back. First thing Alpha does is like slap her for saying mama. So this episode was kind of boring. It was just like the kingdom people farting around and then them talking to the whispers outside the gate for the entire episode. There's only two things that happened, really. And then Daryl is going out to, I think he's going out to save Lydia or something because he felt bad, like in the middle of the night. The deaf girl sees him leaving and uh, is like, hey, I'm going with you. So next time we're going to get Daryl, the deaf girl and his dog episode, I'm guessing. Um, oh, and by the way, Daryl... Hey, he's got a dog? Yeah, I was talking about it last time. How he has a noisy-ass dog that barks at zombies whenever... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. How he's okay. a noisy fuck. But he, I, I realized in this episode that... Uh, guess what his dog's name is? Uh, boy. No. Dog. Yes, dog. <laughs> so he's just like, dog! And then the dog will come over to him. Very creative name. So yeah, next time on Walking Dead... Daryl, Deaf Girl, and Dog walk around in the middle of the night. Cool. Yeah. So that's The Walking Dead. So does it seem like he's going back to find Lydia? Because that did actually happen in the books. That's kind of why they ended up going there before. I think, yeah, I think he is. Murder. I think he is going back for Lydia. 
I'm pretty sure that was okay, implied. I think like Rick somehow finds out that Carl chased after her. Yeah. And so Carl, or I'm sorry, so Rick and uh, Michonne and all them. Yeah. Would have saved Carl. Yeah, but this time Carl too didn't. Carl too is such a bitch. He doesn't even go out there and finds him himself. It's Daryl that does it. I have in my Let's notes see. also a last note here is Carl too is a freckly fuck. So fuck Carl too. Yeah, fuck freckles. Yeah, I just wrote he's a freckly fuck, and I don't remember. It's probably just because he has too many freckles. Bitch. Yeah, what an asshole. Fuck that guy. So that's it for The Walking Dead here. Cool. Yeah. So speaking of TV, we want to talk about Doom Patrol. So you said you uh, recorded an episode with Ralph. You talked about Doom Patrol. What'd you talk about? Catch me up here. Just give me a uh, brief. I just briefly mentioned I had checked out the first episode. Mm-hmm. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what did you think of it? I thought it was funny. It has potential. Like, I have no idea who any of those characters are in the comics. Yeah. So it's all kind of new. But yeah, the, I like the writing. It's pretty funny. Okay. It has potential. All right. Like, the, the two weird things I thought were... Like, there are two biggest stars on that show. Brendan Fraser plays Mr. Robot, or the robot guy. And yeah. uh, so it's just Brendan Fraser's voice. You don't actually see Brendan Fraser except for, like, in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Romer is the other guy who's in it, who's, like, in the Magic Mike movies. And he was on that USA series Suits. He's, like, this super gorgeous dude who my sister used to be super into. Yeah. He's, like, handsome as fuck. But he plays the Invisible Man, who you don't see <laughs> the entire show. So it's like, what a waste of pretty, like, yeah, poorly casted that part. Don't don't waste that dude's handsome face. Okay, I yeah, didn't realize that. On. That's pretty Give funny. Us the pretty. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the the doctor though is uh, he was on that old Showtime show, uh, Penny Dreadful. I know from that that Timothy, shit, not what was that Timothy uh, something. Yeah, I, I don't I forget remember. that guy's name. I don't remember his name. I liked NASCAR Brendan Fraser. I, I kind of enjoyed that part <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the uh, constantly snorting drugs and just yeah. fucking maids. Also, Brendan there's Fraser. there's tits in this show. When he's yeah, yeah. Brendan Fraser butt. I was surprised. I was surprised to see tits and Brendan Fraser ass. I was I was glad we got to see some Brendan Fraser ass. Yeah, I missed I missed seeing Brendan Fraser's ass. Powdery <laughs> doughy ass. Yeah. It's no it's no Thad Castle ass from uh Titans though. Uh that's true. You're not gonna beat that ass. Especially when you're not it's like a no. fat NASCAR guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just want to see a show about him being a NASCAR driver. I don't know why that interests me so much, but it does. Because who doesn't love NASCAR? Everybody loves NASCAR. Um uh, anyway though, I didn't really like this show. I wasn't into it. I didn't like the narration. Of this dude, like, oh, hey, you're watching another comic book show? Ah, fuck you, you're watching comic book shows. I, I wasn't into this. I uh, I didn't like the CG. The CG is was shit in Titans, and it is even more shit in this one. It looks like N64 Secret World of Alex Mack. Like when that lady turned into goop. Secret World of Alex Mack was awesome. Yeah. I, and this, this show made me think That's about it. comparison for shit. Because of the goop. The goop lady. What's her name? Rita. Yeah, she turns into a blob. I was like, whoa, fuck. But it was like a N64 blob. 
So that's why I say Secret World of Alex Mack. I haven't thought about that show in like 15 years, and this this reminded me of it. Love that show. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And like the robot has to blink for some reason. I thought that was weird. I don't know why you have to bother <laughs> blinking. Because <laughs> he has a human brain. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, the robot has a sweet Motorhead t-shirt. I thought that part was good. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd like that part. Yeah. And the last note I have in here was stomp him in the nuts, but I don't remember why he wrote that. Probably somebody got stomped in the nuts. I think he says that. Isn't that his advice to uh, Jane? Maybe it is, yeah. But it reminded me of that Boondock song, stomp him in the nuts. Like that, that's, do you remember that one? (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. That was all the notes I had for this one, but overall, I didn't really like the show. I thought that the bad guy who shows up at the end also looks like complete garbage. Oh, yeah, and that guy, that guy's Alan Tudyk from uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll at least add more comedy to it, I think. He's funny. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, I thought the writing was funny. I thought that this, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's not the worst, but I, I don't think it's that quality at all. So I, I went on to see what other people were saying about this show. So I went to IMDb, and I made some interesting discoveries. On IMDb, Doom Patrol, the average rating is 8.7 stars. And do you know what the average rating for Umbrella Academy is? 9.1. 8.4. Okay. So that's fucking bullshit, dude. Like, Umbrella Academy was actually a really good show, and it was well done. And this one just seems like really like slapdick to me. So I read some of these reviews and I think what they're doing is just DC is just making fake reviews because there are a ton of 10 star reviews in here and all of them mention the DC streaming service and reference Titans. I noticed that trend in all of these reviews. I found a a review by Robert Kirkman. It says this show is going to be rad. That was a 10-star review. Oh. <laughs> so I guess Rob, that's the only one I think is real. <laughs> I think it's Robert Kirkman. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but actually, no, this one isn't real. It says, like, uh, hits all the high notes. Warner Brothers was never able to reproduce in any of its recent cinematic outings. And it's only been one episode. Intriguing story. Great cast. Good writing. Excellent style. You'll love these characters. If this show and Titans are a sign of things to come from the DC streaming service, I think it's safe to say that this is the place to go for quality superhero content. I'm on board, and you should be too. That's bullshit. It's fake. Oh, here's another 10-star review. I just have the title for this one. DC Universe Streaming Service Never Ceases to Amaze. What the fuck? 10 stars. Absurdly amazing. He's talking about like, oh yeah, this show's going to be great, and uh, you know, Titans was also great. And then the last sentence, he says, I'm not one to nitpick and tear a show slash movie apart, trying to find everything wrong with it. But even if I was, there would be very little I would find. Definitely check this one out, people. (laughs) So he's saying, I don't do this, but if I did, I wouldn't do this. Ten stars, watch this show. Subscribe now to the DC streaming service. DC Universe. Yeah. Uh, Oh, here's another one. This one's good. Ten stars. Just wow. All caps. (laughs) so this this one is this one is fucking ridiculous this is not only the best superhero show i've watched in a while this is one of the best show i have watched in general 
It has a perfect balance of dramatic, heartfelt, and comedic moments, and it fully embraces the... Hold on, I had another... There's continuing one here, now I forget where it is. So that's where it ends, fuck it. Okay, and then the other one, one more 10-star review, was one word. It's best. Damn intro. <laughs> Damn comic accurate. Can't wait for next DC Universe series. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's like, you know, with many M's. Damn intro. I don't know what that one's supposed to be. It's a really good intro, man. He's a fan. And I, just, just one more here. Uh, 10 stars. Wow, I honestly can't believe I said Titans was the best. Titans, Titans started off on a good note, but ended up going slow, and the character development wasn't very impressive. But wow, when Doom Patrol just dropped its first episode, I was honestly very surprised and impressed. They went straight to telling the character's story, and that was very amazing. I am a bit disappointed that they didn't introduce Cyborg at the time. Oh yeah, that's, that is the other thing. So Cyborg is in all the trailers for this show. Oh really? So he's going to be one of the regular characters on it, but he's not anywhere in this uh, premiere episode. I, I assume it's because they assume they're, they're banking on people like knowing a little bit at least about Cyborg. Yeah. Just because he was used in the movie. And so I, I think they just kind of used this one for like all the other characters that maybe aren't as popular, hmm. aren't as well known. So I don't know where he's coming along, but he will be a part of the show at some point. Okay, well, there we go. Okay, so this one continues. The acting, directing, and script writing of the show was off the top amazing. And this one, I, I should look up this word, because it's spelled, uh, like I know what coitus is, but it's spelled C-O-Y-T-U-S. Isn't that word spelled with an I? I am not much of a speller. Okay. I think it is an I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is too. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the coitus of the pilot was a bit too much for the intro, but it isn't a con. And if you say something isn't a con, that means it's a con. Forget the Arrowverse shows, parentheses, even though they are still very good, for a second and start watching this show immediately. At least they made room for some light-hearted-ish comedy and feel to the show. The villain of the story is very intriguing. I'd like to see how the Doom Patrol will deal with him. DC Universe is really stepping up their game this year, and I hope to see more improvements, parentheses, you hear that, Titans. Awesome work on the show, Doom Patrol crew. That one is clearly not by uh, a bot or whatever by DC Universe. Well... Because they make mention of the CW series, which Warner Brothers has no pull in. They don't, they don't make bank off of that. That's not going to drive anyone to the okay. DC Universe streaming service. Yeah, this one is written with a lot of mistakes, too. So this, this one maybe is real. Uh, and he says, rating for the show, 9.5 out of 10. Like, just written out. So it's not actually 10, he's actually 9.5. So most of these reviews are fake, I'm pretty sure. And I, I wasn't that into the show. Um, do you have any, any other thoughts about Doom Patrol? I don't think it's the same actor that played Cyborg in the movies on this one, but I still kind of want to see what their plan is for him when they add him. Uh, and I want to see what Alan Tudyk does. I like Alan Tudyk. Which one is he? He's the guy from Tucker and Dale. He's the oh, okay. bad guy at the very end who pops up. Oh, really? I disagree with that bad guy was intriguing. I was not intrigued. I'm not intrigued by his character. I'm intrigued by oh, just the actor in the show. Oh, okay, I yeah. see. He's, he's wearing a nice green screen suit, like a green man outfit, I imagine. <laughs> like while they're shooting that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, want to see that. Like Mr. He looks like Mr. Manhattan kind of from the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But he his face is like disconnected from his body. He has like just strips of nothing. So he also he looks like a N64 character floating around. Kind of like uh Andros in Star Fox 64, how his hands were not connected to his body. That's what he kind of looks like with his face, like his face isn't connected to his body. I mean, connecting your face to your body is over, really overrated. I think it's I think it's pretty well rated. I think it's appropriately rated. Oh, do you? I like having my face connected to my body. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't like it if my face wasn't connected to my body. Agreed to disagree, <laughs> I guess. All right, so that's that. Each then. his own. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, did you have anything else to talk about today? So they did just announce that Dead by Daylight is coming to your Nintendo Direct. How psyched for you? How psyched for that are you? It's coming to Nintendo? Nintendo Direct. Is that the thing you guys all play? No, Nintendo Direct is the thing that... Or it's their like press release, basically. They're like, here's what games are coming out for Nintendo. They're very exciting. Oh, so it's not, a, it's not like their marketplace? No, they're mar- it's the Nintendo eShop. Oh. Yeah. When is it coming out? Do you okay. know? Oh, it's coming to Switch, it says, later this year. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's coming to Switch. That's cool. Yeah, I'll play it. I can play online on Switch. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. you have to play. You have to have online capabilities to play this game. Yeah. And I wonder if there's cross-play. Oh, well, it wouldn't matter because there's PS4. doesn't do that. Yeah. Fuck all of you other people. <laughs> <laughs> the elite PS4 people. Yeah. I, I pay for that service so I don't have to play with you others. Yeah, exactly. That's the benefit of having it. Okay, that's cool. I'll try it out then. What else was there? Anything else? So Chris Bonin agreed with me about my hatred of uh, Super Smash Brothers. Why? That was that was a good point. What the fuck? Because you assholes have a roster of like 9,000 shitty characters from every fucking 9, awesome Nintendo awesome characters. game that's ever existed. And yet every single one of you just bitches and cries about the one fucking twat who isn't included in that roster of a billion. Fuck every one of you. You've got everyone else. They'll be greedy cunts. Except what you got, you stupid motherfuckers. This you is, have a million people to choose from. This is Smash Brothers Ultimate. The meaning the ultimate version. Meaning all the characters yeah, that everybody meaning, always wanted. Meaning a roster of two fucking million. Yeah. And everyone cries about the one who's not there. Who they should have made a two game. They should have made a two million and one. This relevant twat of a character. He doesn't even have his own game. Waluigi. There's no Luigi games. Waluigi. There's lots of Luigi games. Luigi's Mansion. Said Waluigi. Oh, I thought I just heard Luigi. Did I not say Waluigi? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a shit character whose name is relevant as well. It's like memes. Okay, it's like the same reason that I'm disappointed that Shaggy isn't in Mortal Kombat. Is why I'm disappointed that Waluigi isn't in Super Smash Brothers because of memes. Are there a bunch of him in that game? No, there's a bunch of uh, memes on the internet about him. Of him yeah. being in that game? Of yeah, well, of him being in that game, and just of him in general being like a shitty character. That's why we want it. It's because he's a shitty character. Wait, no. So all you assholes know that he's a <laughs> shit character. Yeah, and that's why you're crying. Yeah. Fuck all of you. What? It's <laughs> awesome. You guys are wrong about that. I've never been wrong in my life. Except for this one time about Waluigi. Especially 
that one time about Waluigi and how irrelevant he is. How shitty the Smash Brothers game is. It's not shitty. Why? Just because Waluigi let's isn't wait. in that game? Let's let's check our poll, because I remember <laughs> I made a poll here Did you? to see when I should wait to play this game or if I should ever give it a second chance or something. I don't remember what it was. It was on at Giraffes HBT Pod. Giraffes HBT Pod. Follow us. Right. Also on the Facebook at that as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here yeah. it is. Okay. What's um, it say? Should I ever? Should I give Super Smash Brothers another chance? Two thirds of the people voted heck yes. <laughs> one third voted I'm not missing anything, and then no one voted for Wait for Joker to be released. Yeah. So majority is wrong here. I think. <laughs> no way. Majority is right. This is democracy. Shout out to the three of you that voted for this. I'm one of them. I voted <laughs> heck yes. <laughs> I went on my yeah. account when I saw that. <laughs> Just voted for it. <laughs> so yeah, we we are right. We the majority are right. Sure. <laughs> no, nah, I mean play it though. It's it's a fun game. I mean, maybe it'll be fun once Joker is out, right? Probably. Why so serious? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. Maybe maybe Shaggy will come out on there too. That'd be cool. Man, if they introduce Shaggy, I would combat Shaggy. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. <laughs> That's the character I'm gonna start crying about not being in it. Good. I wanna do that too. Alright, anyway. You ready to start wrapping up? I was born ready to wrap up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um next week, what do you want to read? Oh shit, I wasn't ready for that part. Oh. Um, so I picked up a book from the library called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. It's by the guy who wrote Sandman. It's on oh. Dark Horse Comics. So we'll check that out. Okay. Sounds interesting. We could learn a thing or two. Yeah. All right. I have no idea what it's about, but we'll see. Yeah. I want to read The Mighty Thor, Volume 15, The Death of the Mighty Thor. So I want to see how this Mighty Thor dies. I think this is the uh, Lady Thor. Oh, if she's dead, it's because Jane Foster has cancer. She can't switch out of Thor oh. form or else the cancer will kill her. Oh, okay. So maybe that's it? Maybe. We'll see. We'll find out next week, I guess. That's all I know <laughs> about it. I'm just like, okay, let's see what happens here. I could use some Viking stuff. Fuck yeah. Uh, and also, we have our first submission. And I've made a drop for it. Thank you for the submission! Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Okay, so we got a submission on Twitter from at Stu Perrins. And this guy is and how the... Did he, how did he send... Where did he send it to on Twitter? To Giraffes so HBT Pod. Giraffes HBT exactly. Pod. And he wants us to read his book, Megatomic Battle Rabbit, which uh, is a new series... He he made this comic book, and the comic book is available on an app called Comic Hoss, which uh, they were generous enough to give us a reviewer account, so we will be using that whenever we can. There's a lot of indie books on there. So that's where we're reading this one from. They have like a two-week subscription. Tell them, tell them we sent you. Yeah, tell them we sent you. Yeah, we'll give them a, we'll give them a free plug for this one. But... Um, yeah, we're going to check that one out, see how it goes. 
Thanks again for the submission. I'll play that drop one more time. Thank you for the submission. <laughs> I guess I should play so that at the end. Big. Yeah. That's that works better at the end. Keep them coming if you want to keep hearing these amazing drops. Yeah, got a lot of... I was busy. Slow, slow work week for you, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Follow me on the internet at D. Lewandowski. I'm at D. Stu the God. We're at Giraffes HBT Pod. Rate, review, subscribe, share, like, uh, tweet us suggestions, comments, questions, and all that other internet shit. Thank you, Daniel Burbank. Yeah. SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Everything will be copy-pasted in the description below. That's right. Kirkman style. It's rad. So rad. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. Have a rad week.